Um, I'm really, really happy to see everyone here today um, to join us for our campus ministry Vespers. My heart feels super full for two uh, main reasons. The first is I just feel so happy whenever our CM praise team leads because it's so beautiful. And I think to myself, like, man, I'm just their pastor, and I'm like, oh. So then I imagine for God, it must be like awe times like one infinity. So, oh, okay. Uh, the second reason why my heart feels really full is because um, actually since I arrived in Loma Linda in February, um, I always wanted to ask uh, Jeff and Michelle, our speakers for tonight, to share their testimony with campus ministry. And so I'm really excited that um, not just campus ministry is here tonight, but um, we have our youth and our family ministries and our YAM. Um, I've known Michelle since I was like 16. We met at Junior Kayam. Um, she was very, very quiet. Uh, we also served as missionaries together in Peru one summer. Um, we went to college together. I've known Jeff since my sophomore year at PUC. Um, I was a theology major, and Jeff entered in as a theology major who was also pursuing uh, pre-med. And um, something that I, like a story that we used to have a weekly theology, like Theo prayer meeting. So every Wednesday night, um, the Theo majors would get together and we would pray together and just share what was going on in our respective local churches. And there was one thing that Jeff shared, and I don't know if you remember this, Jeff, but um, he shared how um, he was he was not the best at waking up in the mornings. <laughs> um, and he shared that he had made the decision to no longer set an alarm um, to wake up for class. And I think the rest of us Theo majors were a little worried by this decision. We're like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, because like, if I have faith that God is going to wake me up, um, when he returns again, then I should have faith that he can wake me up for my morning class. And I was like, dang, like, who is this freshman, right? Um, and uh, that actually, like, really, for me, like, that's who Jeff is. Um, and so I'm really excited because uh, tonight you guys get to hear kind of their story of um, how God has led them um, since, like, long time ago, um, how God has led them while they are both pursuing their careers. Uh, Michelle's an architect. Uh, Jeff is a physician. Um, and how he has now called them to serve as missionaries in Haiti. And um, even though I think it's, like, really cool that Jeff is a physician and Mouse, uh, Michelle is uh, an architect, um, I think the coolest thing and what I hope that we will experience tonight is... Um, Sing the fact that they are children of God and that they desire to respond to that call from God. So um, please welcome Jeff and Michelle. Testing. Um, let's have a word of prayer before we start. 
Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you so much for your Sabbath day. Um, thank you that we can gather here and um, refocus on you. I pray that you will speak through Jeff and myself. And um, I ask that we won't get in the way of your message and that you will be able to bless others, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Michelle. <laughs> Juni already said that. Um, it's weird being up here. <laughs> but I'm grateful for the seats. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> um, so um, we're just going to kind of talk about our testimony um, of how we became interested in missions and um, how God has led us um, in the past, I don't know, like 18 years maybe. Um, so for me, um, I started becoming interested in mission work probably around junior high um, is when I started really um, having an interest in a relationship with Jesus. Um, so I was very involved in my church in NorCal, which Pastor Richard used to be a youth leader at. Um, we had a lot of youth rallies. Um, I also went to Junior Kayam School of Prophets, where um, I met Pastor Juni and some of Sam. Um, I don't know anyone else. Um, and also was involved with Kayam later years, and I recognized some CM people that were in like high school Kayam when I was helping out and stuff. Um, so I was very interested in um, 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 having pursuing relationship with God and like you know studying the Bible and all that, and um, and it made me wonder like what is the purpose of life. And um, <laughs> I had like a <laughs> existential uh, moment in junior high, I guess. Um, and um, it just made me wonder, like, oh, you know, my family, like, I'm so blessed with, like, a, a, a home and, like, hardworking parents. And, like, I have really don't have any problems in life. Um, I just go to school and I try hard and that's my job. Um, but is there something more? Um, do I just repeat this and um, pass it on to my children as well. Um, am I going to just work hard um, so my children can work hard so their children can work hard? Um, so it just seemed like a cycle, and it seemed like there had to be something more. Um, so um, I did go on some mission trips when I was um, around junior high and high school. Um, one of the most... Um, impactful mission trips was to the Philippines, actually. Um, I don't know if you guys, some of you know Elliot Yu, but he used to be the youth leader at um, the Rona Park Church up in NorCal, and he took us um, on a mission trip to Philippines, and that was very eye-opening, um, going to a very small village in the Philippines and just getting to know the people, all the kids. Um, it, it was like a, an amazing experience, and I was like, oh, this is like something that I want to do long-term, um, and so I had that in the back of my mind, and I thought, like, when I choose a career, it has to incorporate mission work. Um, so I go to college, and I kind of lose sight of that, um, as well as interest in um, spiritual things, um, in a sense. And I just focus on... <laughs> I just focus on my studies. I was like, okay, I need to do well, and this really counts now, and so I need to study. Um, I, I didn't know for what because I was undecided. Um, 
and I eventually went into architecture. Um, but even through those steps, like in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to choose architecture, but how is that going to fit into mission work? Like, oh, there's like so much opportunity, like, um, you know, in, in countries that are low income, um, they're going to need, you know, infrastructure and, you know, thoughtful design. And so I was like, okay, this, this could be a good thing because everyone I know is in healthcare, so they got that part covered. Um, so we should, I don't know, maybe diversify. <laughs> so um, that was, I mean, that's not the only, re that's the simplified version of me going into architecture. Um, and so, and then I met Jeff at PUC, and um, I really didn't think about like, oh, he wants to be a missionary, so we're going to work. Because um, at that point, I was like, oh, like, whoever makes me feel good, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> when you're young. and. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was more than that. Um, but... Um, yeah, so um, the fact that God still led me to this point is kind of um, amazing to me that he still had that in mind for me when I wasn't really consciously making that decision. Um, so is there anything else I need to say? I'm not sure. Okay. But I can start talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always called Michelle the biggest miracle in my life because... Uh, Oh, no. <laughs> if you know how we started, well, we won't tell that story today, but she's the biggest. So the fact that we're together is a huge miracle. <laughs> Plus the fact that she was interested in missions from a, before even I, I was interested is uh, pretty incredible. So my interest started, uh, well, in long-term missions uh, during medical school. Uh, I took a, um, between first and second year, you get your last vacation. You could either do nothing, research, um, or go on a mission trip. Or, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of other options, but uh, those are the only three I saw. Um, and uh, decided to go to Uganda with a couple of my friends. And uh, we ended up at this small rural hospital um, called Ishaka Adventist Hospital. There are two Filipino doctors there, one general surgeon, one OB-GYN. And I was just blown away by their dedication. They were giving away the, the best years of their career uh, to people they had no relationship with before. And I was just, that really struck me. After that trip, I came back. I read a book called Radical uh, by David Platt. And uh, this book is about how life is more than just a comfortable Christian spin on the American dream. And, uh, that, and um, it also paired that with the Great Commission. After reading that, plus that experience in Uganda, I was convicted. I was like, oh my, I need to go, go serve God somewhere. I don't know where, uh, but I do. And uh, shortly afterwards... Um, I heard about the Deferred Mission Appointee Program, which is a loan repayment program through the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and they pay back your medical school loans. Um, I think it used to be as little as six years of service. You get everything paid off. Now it's uh, unlimited. Um, <laughs> well, it depends on how much, how much loans you have. <laughs> so it's going to become unlimited soon, <clears throat> um, unless you go to a free med school. Anyways. Um, so we talked about 
um, signing up for the Deferred Mission Appointee Program. Uh, you heard that Michelle was interested in long-term missions for a long time, so um, eventually we came to a decision, and I signed up. Or we signed up. <laughs> well, kind of, I signed up. <laughs> and surprised Michelle later. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> another relationship. We were uh, dating, too. so we weren't yeah. married. Yeah. Anyways. Um, let's see. Um, okay, so now I'll talk a little bit about how this choosing to become a deferred mission appointee uh, between first and second year colored m- the rest of my medical school and residency training. So um, I'm fam- my specialty is the broadest specialty you can have. It's family medicine plus preventive medicine. Um, and the reason why I chose it um, was because of um, this knowledge that I was going to serve uh, overseas. I wanted this br- a broad uh, swath of knowledge to draw from. Um, and uh, every rotation I went, like surgery, I was like, I'm going to uh, be a missionary. Please let me in the OR. Excuse me. <laughs> um, and uh, people generally uh, responded positively and let me become more involved, I felt like, because they knew that one day I might have to use that knowledge in the future. Um, and, uh, you know, as a missionary, um, we, we need to have a relationship with, with the Lord. And so that's uh, one thing that I, I had cultivated some uh, throughout, you know, um, grade school, high school, college. Uh, but it really took off in medical school. Um, I started reading the Bible a lot more, uh, read Spirit of Prophecy for the first time, Desire of Ages, Great Controversy, and these just like blew my mind. I was like, wow, what is this? Um, and I felt, uh, yeah, like I was being drawn closer to God. Um, mostly, this was mostly during first and second year uh, when I was just, you know, studying and either studying the Bible or studying uh, medicine. Um, and there are a few, I mean, Junie shared, uh, Pastor Junie shared this uh, experience of uh, not setting an alarm. Uh, that is a very interesting experience if you <laughs> ever want to uh, pray about that. Um, um, I, don't, I didn't remember that I didn't, I was a freshman? Oh, wow. Well, I definitely set alarms in college, I thought. Well, my memory's not the best. Anyways, uh, but uh, definitely I remember doing that in medical school. And, uh, you know, medical school is very challenging. Um, and especially during third year, uh, I would get stressed out about this sometimes, um, especially on surgery or ob rotation where you have to get there um, before the sun get, um, uh, rises. But God was faithful. Uh, there is a verse in Isaiah 50, verse 4. It says, he, wake, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens me to, to hear as a learned. And uh, I found uh, that to be um, such a blessing. God waking you up, even like this. I've, I've done this recently, too. Um, having a baby helps uh, because uh, she, <laughs> she can wake up at any time. Um, but... Uh, yeah, God waking you up at the wee hours when no one else is awake and you're just spending one-on-one time with him. No rush because it's so early. The next thing you have to do isn't, isn't for a, a while. And just spending that quality time with him has been 
really a rich experience. And so uh, that's something that uh, I would encourage you. I was late to some things, but I'm 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 attending now, so (laughs) I made it. (laughs) Um, And yeah, God was very faithful. Um, No. Let's see. How else? Oh, yes. So we're going to talk about, well, I already kind of talked about how uh, I felt convicted um, by an experience, by reading um, that God was calling me to do something. Uh, And that was 10 years ago, about when we decided to be DMAs. Um, And uh, we haven't really thought about not doing it. It was just a matter of when. And so I graduated from residency a year and a half ago, and typically people go right after residency, but things didn't work out, as you'll hear. Um, But because we feel this calling, we, um, or we believe that we have a calling, uh, we want to obey that. And there are a few other experiences, I'll try to keep this short, um, in medical school that... uh, that helped me exercise um, this, uh, just uh, um, this idea of God calling you to do something and doing it, or obedience. Um, sometimes, it's even here in Sabbath school, I, I feel this like burning in my heart, and I'm I, like, oh, should I say something? Should I say something? I really don't want to say something. It's a great discussion. Oh, what I want to say is like, so five minutes ago, but should I say it? And then... Some, uh, sometimes I say it, and uh, I remember one time, one individual, um, after I said something, after Sabbath school, she was like, you know, that was the one thing that I needed to hear today. I was like, oh, praise the Lord. That was definitely not me. I didn't want to say it, but um, yeah. Uh, other times, um, it's in the clinic room. When I'm with a patient, uh, I have this... Um, tugging on my heart, oh, you should pray with this patient, you should pray with this patient. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm behind, Uh, I'm not sure what I would pray for, can I even help this person? Uh, But there's been a lot of times where patients are very appreciative. And at first, I, or yeah, a, a while ago, I didn't know how that felt, but two years ago, I was hospitalized as a patient um, for some infectious disease. Uh, we're still not sure exactly what it was, uh, but I was inpatient on the family medicine team, so these were my co-residents taking care of me, and my program director was my attending. Uh, and uh, I remember, I think every single resident that took care of me individually, they each prayed with me, and I just felt like, wow, thank you. It's, it, it meant a lot. Uh, so if you're caring for patients or caring for anybody, um, Praying with them is powerful. And if you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart to do so, just do it. Just do it. Um, anyhow, I could share more experiences, but let's get back to how uh, our call to admissions, specifically where we're going. Um, so Jeff met with Dr. Hart, who kind of um, coordinates a lot of these um, deferred mission appointee like activities. Um, and we were trying to find placement um, for when Jeff finished his residency. So they had a conversation, prioritized what, like, his goals were, and then um, he suggested three places to us, and um, we were able to visit those three places. So it was in um, Kigali, Rwanda, uh, Malamulo Hospital in Malawi, and um, 
Mwami in Zambia. Um, and so um, for me personally, when I think about like mission field and when I always dreamed about being a missionary, it was like, oh, I'm in like a jungle and it's like beautiful green and like we're in like out in the African bush um, and it's just like so idyllic and that, that's what I imagined. Um, and so we go throughout these places. Um, we had both visited Malamula Hospital before, so we had an idea of what that was like. And um, I, I was like, oh, I'm not sure that I feel convicted to go there. Um, we visited Kigali in Rwanda, and it seems like that wasn't working out. Um, just a lot of transition going on. It didn't seem like the right fit for us. And then um, and the last place we visited was Muami in Zambia. So we go, and on the drive there, we're going, like, deeper and deeper into the African bush. And I was like, oh, man, this is the place. Um, um, this is, like, exactly what I pictured. Um, and we're, um, we're driving in, and our whole experience there, I was just, like, really excited. I was like, um, the people here are, are great. Like, it's two Filipino doctors that, um, who, one's a surgeon and one is an OBGYN, and that's who inspired Jeff. Not the same people, but they're also two Filipino surgeon and OBGYN at Uganda. I'm like, oh, this is a sign. Um, and um, we we're just very excited. We love the people. Jeff loved the mission there um, at the hospital, and he just felt like this could be a great place to connect with the people and help. Um, and they showed us our potential house, which was um, um, being looted, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was like, oh, I can imagine ourselves here, like, you know, just some uh, fixing up, and um, it's like a beautiful setting. Um, and so we come back and we tell um, the administration that, oh, this is where we want to go. And they're like, oh, great. Um, we're excited for you. We want you to go there. Um, and throughout this whole um, tour, I guess, um, Jeff was um, studying the Bible and had a particular verse in mind while we were going. Yeah. Uh, so the verse was John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3. Uh, it says, uh, it's a very famous verse, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And there is also a uh, quote from Christ's Object Lessons that says, Not more surely is a place prepared for us in the heavenly mansions than is a special place designated on earth where we are to work for God. And so this promise was in the back of uh, our minds as we were on this search. God has a place prepared for us. He has a place prepared for us. Um, and so we thought this was the place that he prepared for us. Um, we both felt a sense of peace and excitement. Um, and so we came back to the States and we started planning for Zambia. Um, a few months later, we hear that the door is closing to Zambia. Um, there's some um, uh, political drama between uh, the Zambian church and, and people here, and so um, things were falling through. And we're like, I thought this is where God wanted us to be, so if it really is, then he'll make a way possible. Um, so we waited, um, but the longer we waited, the more it seemed like that doubt door was definitely closing. Um, there was a meeting coming up later that year, and was it October, um, that we were going to wait for to make a final decision um, on if there's, if there's another place we should, we should go. Um, while we're waiting, we took, I, I, I was pregnant, um, and then 
we took a vacation, our baby moon, I guess, in Alaska, and we were like just having fun. And then Jeff gets a random call on July 29 at 6:53 <laughs> p.m. <laughs> from Dr. Scott Nelson, <laughs> who is a uh, orthopedic surgeon here at Loma Linda. I still have that voicemail saved <laughs> uh, on my phone because it changed our lives. <laughs> Um, so he got the call, and um, was like two weeks later. So we're in, we're in, we're vacationing, and then two weeks later, Jeff goes to Haiti to visit um, to visit Haiti Adventist Hospital, um, you can... which is where Doctor Nelson works uh, as an orthopedic surgeon. For the last couple of years, he's been there pretty much full time. Just comes here a couple. I'm not sure how often, but <laughs> just a little bit here, and most of the time over there. That's his home. Um, and everything we had heard about Haiti was not reassuring. It was um, in the middle of the city, Port-au-Prince, a lot of, a lot of protests, especially now, um, uh, some violence, more in the past, but some, you know, sporadic, a um, lot of traffic. When I got there, I was like, wow, this place has so much trash everywhere. Um, the most trash per square foot you could imagine. Yeah, that I've, that I've seen. I was like, oh God, is this where you want us to go? Um, please, please <laughs> say it's not so. <laughs> but I'm here because uh, this is the door that opened. It's our only option right now. And uh, uh, of course, Scott had... Uh, I also presented some nice opportunities at, uh, at, on, at the hospital. Uh, and so from the airport to the, um, to the hospital, I was like, wow, this, is, uh, this looks very challenging. Uh, but once we got to the hospital campus, uh, it's a little set back from, from, the, from the street. And so, um, I don't know, it seems kind of like a little oasis. Um, it's a little s- small oasis, but um, nonetheless... I was like, okay, I feel a little bit more peace about this. And then throughout that trip, it was during our anniversary, uh, but Michelle couldn't come because uh, she, there's, might be Zika there. There's probably Zika there, and she was pregnant. Um, and so um, throughout that trip, that four-day trip or so, um, just the interactions I had with uh, the uh, the different people there, the medical director, uh, there was a, uh, a pastor who was staying, who was, uh, part of leadership at the, um, at the, uh, neighboring Adventist university. And of course, uh, talking with Scott, uh, throughout the trip, um, I found some amazing preventive medicine opportunities that I, I never would have anticipated there. Um, and even though I, Still don't know exactly what I'll be doing there. Um, I came away from that trip wanting to go there more than I didn't want to go there. And so I came back and told Michelle, but she wasn't totally convinced. You can tell your side. (laughs) Okay. Well, I hadn't seen the place, and so um, we started talking to um, other missionaries who had served in Haiti. Um, and everyone kind of had the same, like, uh, I don't know, um, exper- oh, I mean, explanation kind of, um, or similar. And we heard, like, you know, there's a lot of 
um, instability and um, uh, one person who had a particularly difficult time in Haiti um, said it was like, and he had served in Africa as well, said it was like Africa on steroids. Um, and so it, it was just not very reassuring. Um, but throughout these conversations, for some reason, I just feel, I felt like this is where we're going. Um, and it wasn't like, it wasn't a sinking feeling. It was more like I had accepted my fate feeling um, that, okay, Haiti, like, um, we, we had heard stories of other missionaries who said, um, you know, this was the list of things that I didn't want. And all those things, like, came true. <laughs> um, and so, I don't know, I, ha- I kind of had that in the back of my mind. and Not that I was expecting it to um, trend like that as well, but... Um, I just, I felt like when I was listening to all these things, I was like, I think this is where we're going to go. Um, as much as I didn't really want, um, I just had this conviction that this is where we're going to go. Um, and I, I kind of, we had to think about it. We, we thought about like, oh, why, why do we want to go to Zambia? Like, uh, why, why did we want to? And for me personally, um, I am a nature lover and that was a huge draw and, if that's the number one reason why I want to go to the mission field, I felt like that was a little bit, um, didn't have enough substance. <laughs> um, so I I had to really think about it, and I was like, yeah, like, um, more and more as we talked about it, and then we also got to visit um, with Eden, um, I just felt a sense of peace, and um, that was another thing that I was really kind of trying to search for, is that that peace that transcends all understanding um and so we we eventually got to that point and um when we um were finally like trying to make the decision we were kind of holding off until that october meeting to see if zambia would still open up um but before that meeting happened jeff and i um sat down and had dinner and we started talking about it and um, asking ourselves, like, why are we holding off on this decision? Like, um, what are our reasons? And after that dinner, we concluded, okay, we're going to Haiti. Um, and then I think that night or the next day, you told um, Dr. Nelson that we're coming to Haiti. <laughs> um, he was more uh, excited than we were. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so we're, uh, we accepted the call to Haiti, Adventist Hospital, we'll be there, God willing, for five years or maybe more, the contracts are five years. Um, yeah, when we're looking at the, uh, our reasons for why we wanted to go to the mission field, number one, we're responding to what, where we believe God is calling us to be. Uh, number two, um, so this past year and a half I've been in attending um, you make a lot more money as, a, as an attending than a resident. Probably, maybe I made more in the last year than I did in my ever. My, my whole life combined, <laughs> I've made more in this last year than my whole life combined. Um, and, uh, oh man, so I didn't think I would be like this, but I've gotten distracted by consumerism. Um, having access uh, to all these comforts in life. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's just being um, here, it makes it so easy to be comfortable. Uh, uh, even at the hospital, like, 
there are so many things that we can, uh, we can offer to our patients. Uh, it's, it's almost as if we don't have to rely on God. Uh, like, oh, I can offer you this, offer you this, offer you this. Of course, God is working through every positive thing to, to make positive changes, but we think that we are able to do it without him. And uh, not only in the hospital, but in life. Like, oh, you know, just put into retirement, you'll be set. Uh, put into your child education fund. Um, do this, do that. Um, and, uh, you know, your life is okay. Um, but... Uh, in the mission field, and it it seems like it'll be harder to do that. I mean, there's <laughs> there's uh, one, two, three, four, five missionaries in Haiti or Haitian uh, or <laughs> missionaries to Haiti sitting in the front row right here, so they could tell you probably more from firsthand experience. But it seems like life is a little bit more difficult down there, and uh, therefore uh, leaning on God, I'm assuming, is easier. Uh, and so that's part of the reason that's driving us uh, to go to the mission field as well. Um, of course, uh, just like Israel was taken out of Egypt, didn't mean that Egypt was taken out of the Israelites. Uh, I'm not sure if that was clear. but <laughs> So God took the Israelites out of Egypt. But you can see through their history that... Uh, you know, they complain, they complain, oh, we want meat, we want, uh, we want to go back to Egypt. And so just because they were taken physically out of uh, a place that had uh, enslaved them uh, didn't mean that um, that change of location uh, immediately set them free. It was a process. And uh, there's another story in the Bible, Abraham's call, um, that we, I was reading about, and one quote in there uh, really stuck out to me that I'd like to share. And we'll close soon after this. Uh, this comes from Patriarchs and Prophets. And it says, uh, They may be, may be required to abandon a career that promises wealth and honor, to leave congenial and profitable associations, and separate from kindred to enter upon what appears to be only a path of self-denial, hardship, and sacrifice. God has a work for them to do, but a life of ease and the influence of friends and kindred would hinder the development of the very traits essential for its accomplishment. He calls them away from human influences and aid and leads them to feel the need of his help and to depend on him alone that he may reveal himself to them. So that is part of the reason why we're excited to go to Haiti. Despite our initial reservations, we are looking forward to it. Um, Haiti definitely presents more obvious um, dangers. Uh, but um, so Scott, no, Dr. Nelson has a blog, and he writes about some dangers that are in the United States as well, that are not as obvious. They're more subtle. Um, and those dangers, I feel like I am, I am in the middle of it right now. Uh, well, less so now because we're one week from, <laughs> from leaving, but especially when in the middle of this last year, just the, the subtle influence of, you know, just focus on right now. Just focus on making yourself comfortable. Just focus on getting the best stuff for you. When in reality, we have all been blessed 
so that we can be a blessing to others. All the abundance that we have is not meant for us. It's meant to, to share. And so we're hoping to experience more of that um, in Haiti as we serve. And so we wanted to uh, just end with a, um, a challenge, I guess, and that is to ask God where he is calling you to be. Ask God where he is calling you to be and go. The happiest place on earth is where God calls you to be. And he does not call us to be qualified, but to be available. He does not call us to be successful, but to be faithful. And our challenge uh, is to really sit down, ask the Lord, Lord, where do you want me to be? What do you want me to do with everything that you've given me? Um, Yeah, so we'll close with that. Let's close uh, also with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, you have been so faithful to us. Uh, You uh, have been working in each and every one of our lives to get us to where we are right now. And you have blessed us all abundantly. And God, I ask that you help each and every one of us to connect with you, to abide in you, to seek you and your will for our lives. Help us to deny ourselves, carry our cross, and follow you, Lord. Uh, Help us to do this because we cannot do this of our own strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.